Welcome back to Travel Tea, where we invite you to sip along with us as we spill the tea on travel headlines, trendlines, and other industry-related news. Each week, we invite our listeners to join us as we dive into what is going on in our industry and what our thoughts are. So grab a cup, come along, and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Travel Tea. I'm Kristen, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, Heather Christopher, owner of Heather Christopher Travel Consulting, or is it just Heather Christopher Travel? Consulting. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to offend me either way. So, <laughs> Heather Christopher Travel Consulting. And I'm so excited to have Heather join us today for a discussion. We're going to kind of dive into what's trending with her clients. So where are they traveling to? What are they asking for? What is she seeing in her crystal ball for 2022? And also we're going to talk a little bit about the premium leisure segment. So it's actually a phrase that was coined by Skift about travelers that are tending to book more first class um, than in the past. So say a client that would have traveled economy, they're now going to the front of the plane. So welcome, Heather. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I always love chatting with you. Yeah. And I, I think especially now, because we're kind of seeing another, I, I guess, chapter of this whole global thing kind of unfolding. And we know it's just been changing by the day, by the week, by the month. But I think we're in the best position we've been in since the start of anything. I guess I could kind of say that. Do you agree? I would agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. I feel like given the conversations with my clients, I would say since early September have really evolved and changed in a very positive way. We're not drowning in it as much of like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's willing to make, my clients are willing to make plans, whether that's in the next 30 days or in the next year. I was actually thinking about our conversation coming up today. And I was noticing the last few inquiries I got in the last like two days are all for next fall already. Wow. Oh, wow. So So, are out. Yeah. I've I'm like, we're now moving away from that really close in period that we were dealing with 90% of the time for the last 18 months is people were like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. I don't want to commit to anything. We're back to a much more normal. I don't know. No, a year out is not a normal booking window for us. I would say we were always like the six ish, you know, to throw a number out there, I would say it was like six ish months out. And you might, you might get that further in, in normal times. I wouldn't even look at something a year. I'd be like, I'm not doing this, Yeah. but now we are because hotels are allowing us to book out further and further. And I know I was um, trying to quote the Palazzo Vino and the Amalfi coast last week for the end of next September and it sold out. So PS everybody, it's sold out. That's <laughs> like, <incredible. laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Great. Maybe maybe that's driving it then is just that the demand, you know, people know like if they don't book it now, forget it. Like you're, you're SOL until like 23 for some of these destinations. I mean, that's definitely the message we're trying to convey right now. And it's not to create a frenzy or a, you know, I wouldn't like at some points in time, I've used that as a little bit of a marketing technique or tactic pre COVID days, but now it's like just the way of life. Like you have to, especially if you're doing any really key market, any key destination, like Italy, which is always popular and, you know, never loses its popularity. Um, You have to book it, especially if you want one of the five-star signature, you know, what I would consider like a quintessential, like Italian property that 
Condé Nast is written up 15 times. So. Yeah, exactly. And so what are, are you finding it's mostly international in terms of that year out booking period, or is it a mixture of both? I mean, domestic. Good question. It's a mixture of both, both. And I'm sure just talking to all the advisors, you know, and stuff. Um, and you had made a comment too, like whether, uh, you know, just knowing where I say we stand, but I don't mean that in a political sense, not, not like that, but like, where are we willing to book things that might not feel the same as they did once, et cetera. And I find that my clients are pretty split in terms of like where they live is based on whether they're vaccinated or not, not to like go down that rabbit hole, but in terms of domestic versus international, that plays into it though. Yeah. Like it, it just depends on where they live and then they are, they're not. And then we have to change that conversation. I'm pretty unwilling at this point to book an unvaccinated person internationally, which makes just sense. because in most cases I can't, I mean, there are some like Portugal doesn't require vaccination. They could get in with the negative COVID test, but it's just, I don't know if that'll evolve. Yeah. And that's my fear. Yep. If it changes suddenly, why, you know, why, why ups- frustrate everybody involved? So that's, uh, yeah, I'm sticking to mostly domestic for them. Okay. And I mean, just speaking on the whole vaccination thing, you know, how do you feel about the protocols as they are now? Do you think that like moving forward, it's going to kind of be like, you know, how travel changed after nine 11. I mean, before that you Mm -hmm. walk your family member to the gate and see them off. And do you think that some of the things that are in place now are kind of with us forever? Or do you think that we will eventually get to a point where, I mean, we're not going to need to wear masks on plane anymore, or we're not going to need to be vaccinated to go to these places. I do think that they'll, they will lessen. Mm -hmm. I just don't know that I feel confident in what way, like, will the vaccination thing will just be a new thing that you upload like your entire vaccine record. Like I'm talking everything. Right. Right. Because you're going to care about that. You got to care about all of it at this point. I mean, and we all know, especially in our industry, we're already familiar with vaccine cards for traveling to certain parts of other parts of the world. So if that becomes more digitalized, I don't think that's the bad. You mean, give me one app to hold everything. Fabulous. Agreed. You know, testing. Oh my, I kind of hope not is the most annoying thing I've if you follow me on Instagram, I have whined about this many times. Still, I was literally, while we were recording or while we were doing our webinar, I was trying to find testing locally for, to go to Hawaii on Sunday. And I was, cause I kept having to fall, you know, I was like, okay, where am I driving to? got to drive the kids to get their testing. And so I really hope that goes away. Cause from the standpoint of people who live in more rural, rural areas, like I do, it is a really annoying thing. And I don't find travel difficult right now. If you can read, you can travel right now. But if you I choose agree. not to read, you can't travel. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I agree. And I think it's just because we're so conditioned to it, right? It's like a couple extra steps. And as long as you know what you need, it's kind of like you're either gonna you're either willing to do it or you're not. I agree. I don't what do you think? What do you, do you think it's gonna go? Like, do you think these are gonna lessen? Not for a long I hope mass go away too, but I don't think it'll go for a while. I think we've at least got another 12 months. Oh, thousand percent and unpopular opinion. I'm like the only person that is so happy about masks on planes. Like here, you're talking to a person that Germs. I literally wiped the plane seats down for the past 10 years. So it's like, I'm, that's like not new territory for me. 
Um, I love having a mask on. Cause now it's like, I have this like PTSD. Like when I hear someone coughing, I get like very, very worried. I'm like, dude, get away from me. <laughs> and people are gross. Like, let's just put that out there. Let's call a space. <laughs> like you've seen some, gnar- I've seen some gnarly stuff on airplanes. I'm like, I'm, I, I don't care if it works or not. <laughs> it just makes me feel better. <laughs> it's- I'm wearing it either way. Actually, um, Kathleen Sullivan feels the exact same way. And yeah. I know she won't mind me saying that. Um, yeah. She's like, please let us continue. And I don't, the mask on the plane doesn't even, bother. like I've done enough now that it doesn't phase me. Right. Um, and more so it's just like an annoyance of like, oh God, I got to remember for my kids. Honestly, it's really the factor for my kids where I have to remember, like I was like getting their lanyards out. Like, don't forget. Cause yep. that's, yep. if it's just me, I'm irresponsible for it's much simpler, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it'll be at least a year and I am down for less germs on a plane period. I'm actually happy to hear that they've had to like do other filters. Fabulous. Yeah. Keep, keep me from getting sick on a plane. Listen, cause we know they didn't clean those planes before. And I don't care who you're talking to, but gross. Like, let's just, so absolutely the more, the better in terms of, I mean, and that just kind of pisses me off anyway. I mean, you think about when the start of all this happened, the way that everything was like being wiped down, even when you go to the grocery store, there was somebody there who's not doing it anymore, by the way, but right. right. Same here you know, wiping down all stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That should just be a standard though. Like that shouldn't just be a thing because we're going through a pandemic. Like people should just want clean. Like you just have to, anyway, I'm I'm digressing because I feel like those things are not going to go away anytime soon. And I think that a lot of people are holding off on travel, um, whether it's what they're hearing in the media or they're like, you know what travel, it's going to be different. So why am I spending my money and when you think about it, I mean, how different really? It's it, not though. Like, I feel like of, it's yeah. just the same with masks. Yeah. Like I, to, I was just saying this to a client today because I also think that even if they're not watching media every single day, like they're not actually, like, I think most of us don't necessarily sit and watch the news every single day. Maybe we get our, like, I listen to like the daily drive, which is like a five minute podcast in the morning. Yep. Um, so I'm getting pieces and it doesn't matter though. It, it's just, they're hearing bits. They see a friend talk about it. Yep. They see, actually I have a really, I have a funny example of this too. Um, stuff like that. And then they build a narrative in their head. Yep. Like they build a narrative, whether it's true or not true. We all do this. I think that's like a normal human thing. And then their anxiety kicks in and they've got this narrative going that it's going to be this, that, or something else. And I have found that every single time I've traveled and I'm sure you too, or maybe not, but I think just knowing that you keep going, like it really isn't that different. It's actually so refreshing to go to the airport and be like, oh, people are, people are moving around. Like there are, there is life out there. It felt like that, especially like traveling this time last year when we were just starting to really come back out. Oh my God, thank God. There are people here. Humans are traveling. I thought I was in my home by myself and the rest of the world was doing the same. It's a weird, now I feel like, I mean, at least around here, things feel pretty normal just plus mask. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I think it's like a whole, just the only thing that looks different is the paperwork that you need to get to the destinations and wearing the mask, like specifically in the open areas, like on the planes and stuff, which 
it is what it is. I mean, it's something that's out of our control. And, but that kind of puts me into like the next part of the discussion is like the amount of passengers that are either getting kicked off of planes or doing these crazy ass things because, and they're all saying it stems down to this mask wearing. And I, interesting. I don't know if I believe that people are punching people in the face over a mask. Like I, I think it it's more than that. I think that people either are just like they were caged animals for so long yeah. like, and they don't know how to like interact with another human being. Like they lost that percept. I mean, I just, that's what I think. But then I'm also reading that they're like, oh, well, this is, you know, giving way to this premium leisure segment now, which if you Google it, it's like literally a thing where these people who would have traveled economy are now like, screw this. I'm going in the preferred seating or the first class because like they think, I don't know if they think they're going to be escaping the unruly passengers. Cause let me just say something to you. I've flown first class and I've seen some pretty crap people who have treated people very poorly. So I don't think it matters where on the plane you sit. I think it's more like what you were saying before it's someone feels like, you know what, I'm going to go all out soup to nuts on this trip because I haven't traveled in so long. I've saved, I earn it. I deserve it. So I don't know. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I can't say that any of my clients have said I'm doing this because I don't want to sit with the lowbrow people in the back that might fight. Um, although I'm definitely going to ask the next time it comes up in conversation, are you doing this because yeah. you're afraid of the people in the back now? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I find that whole thing interesting, but I, I do have, a, I've noticed notably, actually the people I was talking to today, they said um, they're flying business class. And I feel like that's been a much more common note or when I used to get the air schedule over since I don't yeah. do a ton of air I'm I'm like oh okay and I just think that they've they've saved a lot of money what's really nice is at first when people were starting to travel again and starting to plan travel I felt like our budgets were going down again and I was I was actually feeling really frustrated with it because I was like oh my gosh <laughs> like, yeah. we've yeah. worked so hard to get our median higher and now I actually feel the opposite people I'm starting to see higher and higher numbers um, which is really refreshing. And most of the time people are saying like we've saved because we didn't, you know, maybe they're not the place like the rest of us who own homes or we're doing a hundred million house projects. They're yeah. in a different season of life and are now spending it there or they just want the process. I also think it's because they want the process of travel to feel as easy as possible. They're overwhelmed by it. They're already anxious about it. Like the anxiety, travel anxiety surrounding people right now is so high. And I actually think that's what causes the fights. I don't think it's the mask. I think maybe that relates to and just like a sense of lack of control. But I think they get in a situation and their anxiety is already skyrocketed because chances are the people fighting are people that don't travel in normal times. I agree with that. I agree. Or they're like going to Florida for their spring break, you know, and down to Panama or a date. No, not even Panama. That's probably. How about Daytona? Sorry. (laughs) Just. But it's true. true. Like, I mean, it's okay. Own it. Own it if that's you. But own it. No, no. That's where you're at. I totally. I I agree with you. I think it has to do with anxiety. I think it has to do with people just like. Why don't we give out CBD on the planes? 
you know, or something like, and listen, I'm, I'm the type of person I have the worst plan anxiety. This goes to my conversation with you earlier when we were not recording, when I said, this job does force me to do things that I don't want to do. And believe it or not, I hate to travel on an airplane. So me too. Anything to make my life. I'm all, I'm already anxious about my flight on Sunday. Not as well. I'm on this. I'm on medication too. And I'm so glad this is a recorded podcast, but I'm never, I'm not silent <laughs> about it. I was like, I'm always happy to talk about it. But because like I used to get the worst anxiety before travel and it pissed me. I'm like, honestly, it angers me. I'm sure it's frustrating. It's a key part of our job. Same. Yeah. Same. And so that's why I'm like, I was always a person that I'm like, I good cocktail done because, you know, I was on like pre COVID like 25 trips a year every other week I was on an airplane. And so I'm like, I have to just, it's, it's a way of life for me. It's, it's part of my job, but yeah, I mean, I, I get the whole like people being anxious and and already at like a heightened sense of, you know, and like somebody pushes you the wrong way or something. And, you know, it's just like, I need more context to these fights. I need all the details. I want to know everything. I can't you and I are both cop wives. So I feel like we instantly, like, I'm like, I need more context to the whole situation. I need to know what the lead up was. Oh, (laughs) no, listen. I mean, (laughs) the articles that I am seeing and it's like, this person punches this person in the face. (laughs) What happened? Oh my gosh. I don't know. But I also think it gets blown out of proportion. Like I can tell you example, my cousin just traveled with her husband and baby to Florida and he- Hopefully not Daytona. But I didn't just, that was a great, great. No, 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 no. They, they were like in Disney. He's like four. Okay. Um, and he was eating a snack right before takeoff. And she's like, the flight attendant told me, she said, she didn't even give me a warning. She's like, she came over and she's like, if you don't put that mask over his face, we're going to deplane you. And my, my cousin was like, I was like, really? She goes, I was taken back because she's like, he was eating. So and I'm like, I like my cousin would make this up, right? Like she was just telling me about her experience. She's like, it was pretty horrible. She was like, and she goes, thank God the person next to us, because the, the stewardess, I guess, got not the captain, but someone else yeah. in and the person next to them was like, that's not how it happened. Like they've not refused anything. The child was eating a snack and they never refused that they would put the mask over the child's face. Are these things getting blown out of proportion? Is it just that the the, the flight staff is on high mm-hmm. alert? From the oh, I'm sure. There? So is I'm it sure? I've been on planes obviously the past year, and I really haven't witnessed. I've been. I would say neither have I. Fortunately, and I was like, I've had my kids on planes. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll find. I guess we'll find out when um, we fly this week with them on like ten hour flight. You know, so yeah. It's also destination dependent. I think like, you I, said, like, and I know that we I talk, agree, you know, you talk about spring breakish, but like, I think it's a different type of a client on a DR flight than to like Athens, Greece. And I'm not, I'm just saying, you're just telling the truth. Just <laughs> I just I had this it. conversation last week. I said, it's not talking, you know, crap on set. I'm when I'm being honest, I'm a realist to my like course. So like, no, that's just the truth. Yeah, we can be to, you can say whatever you want, but unless you're flying private to the DR. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, which is like JLo, she she flies private to the DR. So, and there's nothing different. wrong with the DR. There's nothing wrong with the DR. I'm not, you know, no, just, it. it's just it is what it is. So, okay. So, so if, I don't know. I don't think we've solved that problem, but 
I do would not want to be a flight attendant right now. I'm not going to lie. That is, I didn't want to be one anyways. I agree. But I definitely feel for them in this, in this regard. Actually, my brow lady's boyfriend is a Southwest flight attendant. And he said that, yeah. And he did say that the, it's like every single flight, he feels like there's somebody tries to push the issue, which if you're getting on a flight and you're intentionally, you're just a shitty human. I period. I I actually, I mean, this entire situation is just like, if you're getting on a flight and you're being, that's, you're just a crappy human and I don't have time for you anyways. And I don't blame the flight attendants for being aggressive with you. But I think an example like you gave with your cousin, I think that is so uncalled for. And the golden rule really is implied. Like, you know, you get what you give and, you know, treating someone how you'd want to be treated is really key. And if you want to keep the good karma going, I would be putting out all the good karma on those flights. All the good karma. (laughs) I mean, our kids, when they fly, they always take a treat on the aircraft for their, for the flight attendant. And I, like, I make the kids give it with like staple a note and it's like, thank you. Cause God knows what's up. Well, I don't know what's about to happen. So I don't want to, I want to put the good karma. Like, hi, these kids are angels. I promise. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. I agree. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy how this is all evolved. And obviously the longer it's gone on, we're, we're seeing more and more things. And I think, I don't know. So if you had to gaze into your crystal ball to kind of wrap up, what is 20, what is 2022 going to look like? I think it's going to be insanely busy and I think it's going to be really hard availability I don't know about the airlines. Either. I I don't know if I can, I hope the passengers chill out. I hope it's a different. Yeah. I think if you want to avoid unruly passengers, you don't fly internationally <laughs> or you, I'm sorry, you don't fly domestically, excuse me. Cause it's that sector of the population um, yeah. for more than likely. And I, I'm obviously generalizing and it doesn't apply to every person, but right. in general statement, um, you know, but don't mis- misunderstand my words. <laughs> I, get you. <laughs> I was like, someone's gonna be like, Heather said, no. um, but it's, you know, I, otherwise, yeah, I just think it's going to be insanely busy. And I think as exhausted and jaded as we all are right now in the, as an industry, that we better buckle up Yep, that it's not going to get any better. So if you were like teeter tottering on not seeing it, I think you better get out now before it starts. Yeah. And I mean, listen, we're, we're, we're like the last men standing, right? I mean, we, you know, I think I'm yeah. also reading about like the hospitality industry on a whole, just, I mean, after the ma- mass exodus, nobody's coming back. That's the crazy part. I'm like, we can't get staff. I'm my only hope is like, maybe some of the visa situations will open up for like the overseas yeah. visas that come you know what I mean? Like the employee visas that, that would be our hope. But I think I'm really hopeful. I've, I feel like I've said this to clients too, like, get past summer of next year. I'm hoping we get better staffing for all the five-star properties that we've struggled with this year that like don't have things up to par as they should be for what people are paying. Um, so hopefully we see that get through spring, hopefully into summer. It'll be interesting too, because right now Europe is so hot Mm -hmm. because it's one of the easiest places to go if you're vaccinated. Whereas I do think that will start spreading out as New, New Zealand, Australia start reopening, Thailand reopens, you know, it's South America starting to reopen. So I do think we're going to start, like some of that will shake off probably till next fall, like as those places reopen. 
Um, and I'm, I'm ready for that. I mean, as we all are, but I'm very ready for that to have options to not feel like, Oh my God, you have to book a year out. That's, it's really not good for my workflow. It's actually good for the books in theory, except so much can change in a year. You know how many people can get pregnant in a year? No, so many. And (laughs) has been flipped on its head. I mean, our Caribbean properties this past summer were maxed out at occupancy. And that is typically the slowest time of the year for, for Caribbean outside of your, your honeymooners or your weddings and stuff. And right. so, so I said to them, I'm like, you know what, who knows if that's going to kind of carry over into next year. I was like, I think it's kind of like, we, we just, we've been through it. And so it's kind of like touch and go. And also I think a lot of people, if it's easy to get there, they're tending to kind of like go that route. Um, but I think if someone's willing to travel in general, the world is open and absolutely. Yeah. They need to go through someone like yourself, a travel advisor who has the contacts around the world and has their back because travel looks, it looks different. It's not, it doesn't have to feel different when you're there. And I think if you have someone like yourself guiding you from point A to point B all the way to Z, it gives me peace of mind and I'm in the industry. You know what I mean? So yeah. Can I hire, can I hire you? Kristen, I'm going to hire you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my marketing no, it's like my you know my my sales put my sales badge on uh well, we couldn't do it without you guys either so I'm just I'm grateful I feel like closer to all my partners than I ever have and that's such a really a really warm feeling to be honest I feel like Agreed. my colleagues my partner you know whatever you're all colleagues so I just that's a really nice feeling to be honest I yeah Agreed. No, 100%. We, we need each okay. other. We lean on each other. And that's how we're all going to get through it. And hopefully one day, many years from now, it's going to be part of our bio. Like got through 2020. Kind of like the graduating class, you know, <laughs> your travel industry marks are like survived the commission cut, survived 9-11, survived the Honestly. market crash of 0809 survive 2020 like, like literally I'm like can I just take my tassel and put it on the other side and like <laughs> he graduated now <laughs> I'm done I'm not doing it anymore okay Iceland volcano it was a 2011 yeah. like check mark got it yes we did it uh that's funny well yeah here's to hoping we can all just keep going and when it gets crazy next year that we're just able to like help each other and keep our heads on straight and get people, get people back out there and get this world rewrited. Keep that good karma going. That's right, girl, from your mouth to God's ears. Thank you so much for (laughs) coming on here today. It was so much fun. We talked about everything. You're Um, always fun. Thank you. But yeah, so everybody, I'm going to link Heather's info in the bio. So if you are a traveler and you are looking for an amazing travel advisor, Heather and her team are incredible. So please reach out to them if you want to book a trip. Thank you.